0: My name is Lysphera Lindenbar, and if this is your first time tuning in on this show, I give advice to any folks and Creatures who may need it. Okay, picture this. I'm at a Vine Ball match with my best friend, Raedra. We have great seats right in the middle of the stands. Sit too high and you're always looking down, and sit too low, you're always looking up. Sitting in the middle, the players are right in our line of sight. Raedra's Aunt Philindra got us the tickets for Raedra's birthday. I asked how she was able to get such great seats, and she just said that she knows someone who knows someone... Aunt Valindra knows a lot of people who know a lot of people. She knows someone who knows someone who has a supply of discontinued sour siren sweets. She knows someone who knows someone who can stop door-to-door warlocks from coming to your tree. You would think that some of Aunt Valindra's immediate connections would be useful in some way, but nope. All they do is know other people who have or do things. Anyway, Aunt Valindra knew a person who knew a person, and that's how Raidra and I ended up in two of the best seats at a professional vine ball match. It was a home game for the Towering Forest Firefrogs, who we were rooting for, of course. They were playing the Cordal Crystals, and, spoiler alert, the Firefrogs wiped the forest floor with them. Final score was 489.35 to 259.777, and the Firefrogs didn't even get any vines cut. During the breather after the third fifth of the game, Radra was chosen to go onto the course and be in a contest. Actually, the random number they called out was my seat number, but as soon as we realized, we immediately switched seats before anyone noticed. We know our strengths. So, Raidra was told that she and two other contestants had to swing across the vine's course. First person to reach the end would win. Someone blew a horn, and they were off. One person immediately got left behind by Raidra and the other guy. It was looking like Raidra was about to pull ahead when suddenly the other guy started to pick up speed. I couldn't believe how fast he was going. He was barely touching the vines. The guy made it to the end before Raedra. Everyone was cheering and I was yelling to try to get Raedra's attention, but she couldn't hear me. So I borrowed a voice horn from someone sitting behind me and yelled at Raedra to check the guy's pockets. Finally, she heard me. While the guy was shaking hands with the contest organizer, Raedra slipped behind him and pulled an empty potion bottle out of his pocket. Sure enough, It was a levitation potion! The guy was disqualified, and Raidra was announced as the real winner. And the prize was season tickets and box seats, so now I guess Aunt Valindra doesn't need her someone who knows someone. Now I guess she just knows someone! Oh, I almost forgot! At the end of the game, I got to high-five the Firefrog mascot, Freddy the Firefrog! So, (laughs) big day for everyone! Anyway, let's get into some letters and give some advice! If you need some advice, send your letter to Dear Fira at the Towering Forest radio station. Our first letter is from Noten. Noten writes, Dear Fira, Recently, I moved out of my parents' cave and got a place of my own with a roommate. I didn't know this person very well. They're a friend of a friend. Ah, another person who knows someone who knows someone. Before we agreed to move in together, they asked if it was okay that they have a pet. I figured they had a cat or maybe a cute little bear bat. I had a bunch of bear bats as pets growing up, so I told them it was fine. When I showed up to our new place to move in, there was a bunch of fresh holes in the front lawn. This was odd because they weren't there when the realtor showed us the house. I quickly figured out that the holes were made by my roommate's giant pet dabbleworm. Believe it or not, living with a pet dabbleworm is a lot different than living with pet bear bats. Rinksy, that's the dabbleworm's name, will start burrowing under the house with no warning, making everything shake until she goes still. My roommate has assured me that Rinksy is trained to close up the tunnels behind her so our house won't collapse into the ground, but it's still not fun to be woken up every night by the house shaking. On top of that, my roommate travels a lot for her job and asks me to feed Rinksy while she's away. This wouldn't really bother me too much if Rinksy didn't have a diet of golly waddle feather broth that I have to make fresh every day. I grew up in a cave system, so I have a high tolerance for gross things, but it's very gross. I don't know if I can keep living like this, but I really don't want to have to find a new place and a new roommate. Please help. Thanks, Notin. Thanks for writing in, Notin. Your living situation sounds truly terrible. You should not be put in a position to go through all that effort to take care of someone else's pet. But you've been very kind to agree to do so. And the house shaking. That probably wouldn't bother me personally. I'm a very heavy sleeper. One time, one of our neighbors accidentally set off a mass anti-gravity spell that made everything in our home float to the ceiling. Then, when they finally managed to break the spell, everything just drop back to the floor. I only know this because my mom's told me, because apparently I slept through the whole thing. But for someone who's a lighter sleeper than I am, which is basically everyone in Grevlon, and your roommate, I guess, I can see how the dabbleworm's burrowing could be an issue. Hey, that story I just told gave me an idea. What if you cast an anti-gravity spell on your bed every night? That way, the house might shake, but you wouldn't feel anything. Oh. It probably makes noise, too, like rattling other furniture. Eh, that's not ideal. Okay, forget that idea. Lately, I've been trying to come up with more creative advice than just talk to your roommate, but I think you might just have to talk to your roommate. If they're not around to feed their pet, they should get someone else to do it, not foist the gross responsibility onto you. As for the burrowing, that's tough. Oh, wait! I'm going back to my original idea. I I know I said to forget it, but I need you to remember it again. Instead of putting a levitation spell on your bed, how about you have one put on your whole house? Not so it floats too high, but just enough so that the rumbling underground won't shake it at all. Levitating a house is a much bigger task than levitating a bed, but I know there are magic casters who can do it. In Po'er, they have homes close to the Kurtibus Sea that have levitation spells on them to keep water from getting in if there's a flood. There are whole neighborhoods of houses floating a few feet off of the ground. So I say, talk to your roommate and offer these ideas as a solution. And if they're not agreeable, yeah, you probably just need to find a new place to live. I hope that helps. Thanks for writing in. Our next letter is... Oh, hang on, listeners. Reuven's gesturing for me to take a call on the speaking plant already. I've only done one letter. Okay, answering this call. I guess it's important. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Yeah this worked. Reuven almost didn't put me through, but I guess he's a big fan of the show. Hi, I'm Kuzmala. The show? Oh, right. Uh, I'm on Dungeon Crawler. What? I love Dungeon Crawler. Oh, my best friend Rhaedra and I listen to it all the time. It's my favorite competition show. Yeah, so- Wait, am I your patron? Are you calling me for help? Are you in the final dungeon? Yes, and I'm on the clock, so- Sam alive. You've got to get moving. I know, and I need your help. Okay, okay, I'm ready. season five yeah don't want to go there the gnome said i can ask one door one question but he added that one of them always lies and one of them always tells the truth did you ask the gnome what did you ask the gnome which way leads to victory i didn't think of that well dungeon crawler rewards creative thinking right right okay i'll go ask Wait what what if the gnome also lies but I guess he tells the truth at least sometimes since he told you the doors would be there and then they were. That's true! Okay, so I'll ask- But what if the gnome tells the truth only sometimes? Maybe I should have just called my mom. No, I can do this! Okay, but how about this? Ask what would the other door say if I ask them, will the gnome tell me the truth if I ask him which door will lead me to victory? But how will I know which of them is telling the truth? Well, it doesn't matter because both doors will either say yes or no. Then you just do the opposite of that. Okay. Okay, I get it. That's a good plan. I'll do that. Thanks, Osphira. Of course. Good luck. Thanks. Ah, swinging axes. Oh, they hung up. Ah, that's so exciting. I was on Dungeon Crawler. Reuben, I didn't know you were a fellow crawler. We should listen together sometime. You know, Rager's applied to be on like 15 times. She would absolutely dominate the fire gymnasium. Okay. We're gonna take a quick break to hear from a sponsor, and then we'll be back with another caller. If you need some advice, just tell your speaking plant to call Dearless Fira at the Towering Forest radio station. But first, a word from our sponsor. You want to know where you came from, your family history, where you got your eyes, your nose, your curse that makes anyone you touch shrink seven inches. Lardron's lineage wants to help you explore the branches of your family tree. Who was the great-great-aunt you share a name with? How many second cousins do you have? What was the name of the ancestor who refused to pay a wizard after losing a game of darts, resulting in the wizard cursing them and their bloodline to slightly shrink anyone they touched by more than half a foot? All you need to do is purchase one of our special Lardrin's Lineage leaves. Give the leaf a lick, plant it in your garden, water it daily with Laardrin's Lineage elixir, And in three to five months, you'll find yourself with a fully grown family tree. Can't stand the wait? For an extra fee, you can purchase a bag of Laardrin's Lineage Fertilizer. And in one to two months, you'll finally have the information you need to track down a descendant of the wizard who cursed your ancestor. And offer to pay them the amount owed from the darts bet, plus interest. Because your boyfriend is only several inches tall by this point, and you too can't risk another accidental touch. So tell your speaking plant to call La'Ardrin's lineage and start your family tree journey today. And we're back with dear Fira! We've also received word that Kuzmala reached victory on Dungeon Crawler! Apparently, the door said that the gnome would lie, so Kuzmala went back to ask the gnome which door to take. But the gnome was gone, and Kuzmala was out of questions. But then, Kuzmala realized that both doors had a little crack at the bottom and was able to peek underneath and see which one was which. Victory! Congrats, Kuzmala! Glad I can help with this victory. Sort of. It was... I I was helpful. Well, I would have been helpful if that gnome had just stayed put. That's not really on me, though, when you think about it. Anyway, let's take another call. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hello. Hi. Hi there. What's your name, caller? I'm
1: Durgan. That's... I is a dragon. I is an imp. R is it?
0: Uh, uh, R is it? In... Radish?
1: Uh, no thanks. I just ate.
0: Uh, what has you calling in today, Durgan?
1: I need some advice.
0: Oh well, great news. This is an advice show.
1: I already knew that. That's why I called.
0: What advice do you need, Durgan?
1: So my friends are planning this mountain climbing trip, and I really want to go with them. It's a little dangerous, but nothing we can't handle. But my dad doesn't want to let me go.
0: Does your dad think it's too dangerous?
1: Yeah, but only for me. He's fine with my brother
0: going. Is your brother older? Or more experienced?
1: No, and no. Dad just won't let me go because I'm an egg.
0: I'm sorry. What's the situation?
1: (sighs) My dad is a talented wizard with a specialty in object animation. But he was very lonely. One day, he came across an abandoned crocodile egg and brought it home with him, thinking he could help it hatch. Once he realized that wasn't going to hatch, he cast an animation spell on the egg to see what would happen.
0: And what happened?
1: Me! I happened.
0: Oh, that makes sense.
1: My brother was born in a similar way, except he's a rock. I've watched him drop from a tree 30 feet up in the air and land without a scratch, so... Dad isn't worried about him.
0: But because you're an egg, he's worried you'll... crack?
1: Yeah, but I'm a crocodile egg. My shell was made to withstand the iron grip of a crocodile's mouth. I'm not some weak little animated gollywaddle egg that'll break if someone slaps my back too hard. But my dad's afraid of the prophecy.
0: What prophecy?
1: It's just a story, honestly, but my dad thinks it's a prophecy. It's a dumb tale about an egg having a great fall and no one's able to put it back together again. But Dad's convinced it's going to be me.
0: Oh, I see. But
1: because of that, he never lets me do anything fun. I think he'd lock me in a tower if he wasn't afraid I'd fall out the window. But thankfully he hasn't found a windowless tower yet.
0: Do you really think he'd do that?
1: Uh, No, he's a good dad. I just wish he'd let me live my life how I want to live it. It's like, I don't want to crack either, but I can handle myself. Whether or not the dub prophecies about me.
0: Have you ever heard the story about the elf in the highest tree? No. It's sort of a cautionary tale. My mom's told it to me when I was little.
1: That's nice, but I'd really like some advice about dealing with my dad. Oh, this
0: is the advice. Well, it's leading into the advice.
1: What does an elf in a tree have to do with my dad not letting me do stuff?
0: Well, if you- Oh,
1: did the elf fall from the tree and crack? Thanks, Vera, but I don't think that's going to help at all.
0: No, the elf didn't fall from the tree.
1: Okay, spoilers.
0: Can I just tell the story, please?
1: I feel like I already know the ending now, but go ahead, I guess.
0: Thank you. So, there once was an elf who had just moved to a new grove where they didn't know anyone. The day the elf arrived, she went to a divination wizard to get her fortune told. The wizard foretold that the people in the elf's new grove would look down on the elf and would not want to befriend her. The elf worried that her neighbors would look down on her for having a house on the ground while so many of them lived up in the trees. Determined not to let the fortune come true, she figured the best way to prevent her neighbors from looking down on her was to build a new home high up in the tallest tree in the grove. The new home was so high, the elf could see all of Gretlon. But since it was so high up, she didn't leave very often because the climb was so tiring. So she stayed in her tree, waiting for her neighbors to visit and admire her fantastic view. But the elf's neighbors didn't want to climb all the way up the tree either. And since the elf built her home so high up and hardly ever came down, they just assumed she was stuck up and uninterested in being friends with them. So in the end, the people of the grove looked down on the elf, despite her best efforts, and so she stayed alone up in her tree.
1: That's depressing.
0: Oh, well, the first time my moms told me that story, I cried so hard that they quickly added an epilogue that eventually the elf moved to a new grove and made friends there and was very happy. Oh, well, that's good. But that's the thing with fortunes and prophecies, right? We can try to avoid them, but if it's meant to be, it's gonna happen.
1: So you're saying I should go to a divination wizard and have them tell me if I'm actually destined for a great fall? No. Then what was the point of that whole story? The point
0: was that you can spend your life fighting prophecies or you can live it to its fullest and just accept what comes when it comes. And I think that's what you should tell your dad. Oh,
1: that that's good. Wait, can you say that all again? I need to find a pen and paper.
0: Just speak from your heart. Or yolk?
1: That's offensive.
0: I am so sorry. I'm just- That was a pretty good yoke.
1: Anyway, thanks for the advice, Lysfira. I'm going to tell my dad that it's better to live my life the way that I want to live it instead of constantly living in fear of cracking.
0: That's great. Thanks for calling in, and good luck. Thanks. Bye. Goodbye. And that's all the time we have for today's show. Thank you so much for listening to Dear Lysfira. Next up we have Screaming Clouds. That's it? Is that a band name or... Actually, I don't want to think about the alternative, so let's say it's a band name. I'll talk to you all again real soon. But in the meantime, keep your chin up and... Oh, listen to the most recent episode of Dungeon Crawler because I'm on it!
1: Bye! Thank you for listening to Dear Lesphira, which was created, written, and edited by Katie Siegel. Lesphira, Kuzmala, and the sponsor were voiced by Katie Siegel. Durgan was voiced by Elise Bender, and I'm Nicole. Hi! If you enjoy the show and want to help it grow, please take a minute and leave a kind review on the Apple Podcasts app. If you do, Katie will levitate your house for you, but only if you want her to. For more Dearless Vera, check out at Dearless Vera on TikTok. You can also follow at Dearless Vera on Twitter and Instagram. Or don't. Live your life. Bye!